Hey, this is Daryl Kirk with Stand Up Paddle the World Radio, and we are headed down to Hood River, Oregon to talk with TJ Gulitzia about the Viento Run, one of the top downwind runs in the world, if not the best run in the world, if you ask me. Anyway, I met TJ a couple of years ago down at the Gorge, and as soon as you meet this guy, you are just super stoked. He's the real deal. Real pleasure to have him on the show today. Uh, TJ has been on the water out there for, geez, a, a 12 or 13 years. He's a kiteboarder, a windsurfer, and a stand-up paddleboarder. And just, uh, if you're ever in Hood River and you need to go, stop in the big winds there in Hood River, say hi to TJ and the rest of the gang. You will get an incredible welcome. They will give you a lay of the land, where to get an incredible beer or sandwich, how to get down to their event site, parking, everything. They are the clearinghouse, really good folks. But hey, TJ, how you doing, man? What's up? Daryl, thanks for the great introduction, man. I appreciate it. You deserve oh, it, man. man. All you, know, you guys. Living the life here in Hood River. That's great. So good, man. Tell me, what brought you down to Hood River anyway? You know, I visited Hood River for my first time in 2001 for the whitewater. Kayaking was kind of my background and passion from Colorado. But the window was pretty narrow, so I moved out here for the whitewater, but really it's the wind that kept me. Oh, boy, that's great. And what year did you move down there? 2001, and then around 2003, I started tapping into the kiteboarding scene out here. And then I've been with Big Wind since 2009. Oh, that's great. Yeah, really glad I ran into you. And I knew when we first met, just talking with you over the phone, you guys just set me up. I mean... When you're down there or over the phone or over the internet, you guys have just been really good, and, and thanks for everything. But let's get on to the Viento Run. I mean, what is that? Yeah, you know, the Viento Run has kind of become the signature downwind run here in the gorge. Um, we're pretty lucky, you know, being based right here in Hood River. Our retail shop's right in the heart of downtown Hood River. And then we've got a rental lessons facility down on the waterfront on the Oregon side, um, Oregon Banks of the Columbia River. So our event site center in the summer months, you know, hosts a number of boards down there, um, stand-up boards. We've got windsurfing going on at the hook. Um, and over the years, we've just started really kind of honing in on the perfect downwind runs. And what makes the Viento downwind run so special for us is it's local. It's very easy to access. It's an eight-mile drive on the interstate. So within 10 minutes, you're at the put-in. It's a beautiful state park. You can camp there. Um, and then it's an eight-mile run uh, upriver. A lot of people don't realize that, but we're going upriver, downwind, all the way to Hood River. That's great. Really beautiful getting there and back, too. Unbelievable. It's like God's country down there. Oh, it's gorgeous. You know, if you have the opportunity to come here in our prime summer months, you'll see the scene for sure. You know, windsurfing ruled this area for the first couple of decades, um, the 80s and 90s. And then, you know, in the turn of the millennia, then all of a sudden kiteboarding was introduced. And a decade later, all of a sudden stand-up paddleboarding comes up on, on the scene. So there's a number of recreationalists out there on the water. And uh, downwind stand-up paddleboarding starting to proliferate for sure. Oh, that's great. So good. Well, look, speaking of stand-up paddleboarder, you and I are, are stand-up paddleboarders. Uh, most of our listeners are stand-up paddleboarders. And, hey, everything is the best, right? Every, we're super stoked about everything. Everything's the best. But, you know, the, the, the Viento Run, 
it is one of the best in the world, of the three best in the world. Talk about some of these other runs, like the Maliko run. I mean, tell us, tell, talk about the company of the Viento run here. You know, that's a great question because there are multiple downwind runs all around the world. You know, we've been downwinding here in the gorge for about the last six years or so. It kind of um, caught my attention in about 2010. Um, but it really uh, derived from Maui on the North Shore, uh, the Maliko Gulch Run down to the Kahului Harbor. is It's a signature run over there. Um, it's really what kind of spawned the whole birth of downwind paddleboarding. And uh, it's it's in itself something to witness. It's beautiful. You're in warm water, oceanic, big swell. You know, there's all kinds of just beautiful scenery, uh, wildlife around you, turtles surfacing. Um, but I got to say, you know, the the ease of accessing that run, um, running your shuttle and whatnot, it's, it's not as simple as what we've got here, which gives people the opportunity to, to, you know, run the Viento run once, twice. I mean, there's people from Seattle who do a day trip down here to get three times in. And in the summer months, you know, our sunset goes down at around 9 o'clock, so it really gives you the, you know, light of hour to be able to take advantage of it. And the wind blows here, you know, five months out of the year, direct westerly almost daily. Yeah, and when you say daily, I mean, you can almost time it to the minute it seems like down there you would know better but it is very just perfect yeah it's pretty spectacular and you know there's so so many forecasters here that are checking the wind that are um, updating you know the day and the week to come and so you can time it pretty well you know our two big months out of the year july and august you'll see so much activity on the water uh, stand-up paddleboarding windsurfing kiteboarding um, and those are two of the funnest months here I got to say, it's uh, it's warm water, warm air temp. The wind is usually nuking, and uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to be able to get a good downwind run in those couple months. That's great. Talk, talk, let's talk. You know, we like to talk about gear. You know, what what kind of gear uh, can can we go down there with? What we've got. Uh, you know, a, a downwind board would probably be better. But you know, just talk about a, a little bit. You know, getting on the water there. You know, big winds offers quite a range of downwind specific boards and it's something that not everybody has in their quiver of stand-up boards. Um, the 12 foot 6 and the 14 foot boards have kind of been our go-to over the last few years. Uh, the 12 foot 6 boards work really great, they're super maneuverable and when it's really cranking you don't necessarily need all that length to gain your speed. Um, smaller individuals like someone my size, 160 pounds and smaller, uh, can get away with the 12 6 and have a lot of fun out there. The 14-foot boards have kind of been our go-to for most people out here. Um, they, that extra foot and a half allows for just a little bit more glide, a little bit more drive. Um, you might not get the maneuverability out of a 12-6, but you're going to catch a lot of bumps. Um, the downwind-specific shapes these days, they've kind of evolved to be uh, faster, you know, when the wind's at your back um, than in flat water because there's a little bit of rocker out the nose. Um, it does maintain a little bit of width for uh, stability's sake, but all in all, they, these shapes just keep getting better and better, and it's making the sport more fun every year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and, you know, talking about gear, uh, the safety I know is a big issue down there, and uh, I mean, we're always wearing leashes and, and PFDs, but 
uh, you know, there's a little bit more reason to be, you know, safety conscious on that Viento run and the Columbia River there. Can you talk about safety and what kind of gear you, you want to, you know, really essential or, or almost, you know, mandatory, if you will, for the downwinding there? Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, outside of having the right board and the right paddle, you definitely want to have a leash. That's like the number one important thing. And you want to check your leash tether to make sure it's tight, to make sure it's a good bond between the board and, and the person. Um, leashes are essential. And the leashes that we like to use out here are coil leashes that simply lay on the surface of the board. They're not dragging through the water. Um, you can wear it either on your ankle or around your calf. But the leash is probably the number one important uh, piece of equipment that is essential. Um, the PFD is uh, requested by law, and whether you're using a Class 3 or a Class 5 PFD, um, it is required on the Columbia River. Most of us wear the CO2 cartridge belt-style PFDs, so they're very lightweight. They're out of the way. You don't even know you're wearing it. Um, hydration is another thing to consider. So a hydration pack, I prefer the ones that go over your shoulder. They don't get in the way of your PFD that you're wearing around your waist. Um, anything from 40 ounces to 70 ounces. For an eight-mile run, you know, it can go from one hour, like a lot of the pros are doing it in, to two hours to the three-hour tour. You know, if the wind completely dies on you or if you're paddling against a lot of current, um, you want to make sure that you're prepared for something that could be a little bit more physical than first anticipating. Uh, so hydration. Um, and outside of that, you know, one other thing that's super important is because of the traffic on the river, windsurfers, kiters, and then fishermen, boats, barges, uh, you want to be visible out there. So wearing something that's bright, because for stand-up paddleboarding, it's not like we have a 12-meter kite in the sky or a 6-meter sail in our hands. You know, we're pretty invisible out there on the water all in all, um, especially for, you know, the big boats that have, you know, difficulty seeing in navigating the water with that much traffic in the summer months. So being bright colored so uh, others can see you for sure. Um, those are, I would say, the four essentials, the leash, the PFD, the hydration pack, and then wearing bright colors. Well, you're right on, TJ. Thanks for uh, also bringing that up about the boats. There's a lot of boats, barges, stern wheelers. You can even surf the waves. You know, you can get back and surf for miles on this huge stern wheeler that comes through so tj i got another question for you um give me a give me an idea of what that's like i mean you you launch at the viento state park eight miles away from from your event site where you know basically when we come in we're right there at big winds we can just paddle right into big winds and you know 50 feet away we're at our car you know where we started but Give me a give me an idea of that eight mile run. I mean, I've done it and it's incredible. But I want to hear it through your just you know give give us a, a feeling of what it's like being out there on a good nuke and day. Boy, I can tell you, you know, you can feel pretty relaxed out there knowing that it's a river and you know the swimming distance to one bank versus the other it's doable. So if the worst case scenario presents itself, you know you're you're bound by two land masses, the Washington side and the Oregon side. You know, if the wind dies on you, you can creep up the bank of the river on the Oregon side or the Washington side and let the eddy current pull you home. Um, if, you know, the worst case scenario presents itself, you got full cell service out in the middle of the river. You bring a phone, you, 
use that as an extra precaution, put it in a waterproof bag or a, a case. And, um, you know, you can, you can really make this more of a tour than a super aggressive run. But it's the super aggressive runs that, you know, I, I get drawn towards. I like those days where I know that I'm going to be overpowered on my five-meter kite. Those are the days that I prefer to go paddleboarding, where I know the swell's going to be huge, the wind's going to be blowing 35 knots, and the run goes by really fast, and you're just smiling from ear to ear because you're catching bump after bump after bump. You take three strokes, and then all of a sudden you're moving again for a long time before you start having to paddle a couple more strokes, and you're cruising. Um, you know, the perfect day for me is when I can cruise down the river and see windsurfers and kiters with smile, smiles on their faces enjoying the same you know, feel of the wind at your back, uh, big swell. It's the closest thing to surfing that I can get out here in Hood River. You know, Jerry Lopez has been known to say that this is the closest thing to surfing inland. Being able to downwind on big swell, catch bumps, it's just an amazing feel. That's great. And, and when you say big swell, I mean like swell city. I mean, those waves could almost come up over your head, I believe. Tell swell city. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they can swallow a 14-foot board hole. Um, Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, if you're, if you're on your game going through swell city, the hatchery, right through the neck of the White Salmon Bridge into the event site, it's a pretty amazing feel. But if you're at all a newbie and or, you know, there and just getting worked and exhausted, it's best to kind of stay off to the side a little bit. The swell is always much smaller off to the side than it is right down the gut of the river. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can take it for as much as you want. You can take it to the extreme or you can make it more of a casual touring downwind paddle where it's actually quite nice. It's scenic. It's not exhausting because the wind's at your back pushing you home. Um, but yeah, I live for those days where it's 35 plus. That's great. And and again, yeah, you're you're opening this up to, you know, kind of a beginner uh, or it, it can get real advanced if you go up on the other side to Swell City. But you kind of want to stay on that launch side, on the Oregon side in general. Not on the side, but I mean more yeah, towards in, that in side. In general, it's, it's nice to know that there's a way out if anything happens. And you wouldn't believe the things that you that could present themselves that you wouldn't ever anticipate. I mean, there are stumps in the river that you barely see that might even be invisible, but they're just an inch off the surface. Yes. Yep. I'll I'll never forget tagging one of those stumps, breaking my fin off, and then all <laughs> of a sudden having two and a half hours of proning a 14-foot board home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got to be prepared for the worst for sure. You know, when oh, I take a group of people out there, um, it's kind of like shepherding the herd. You got to make sure everyone's kind of close together. No one's getting separated. You know, it's difficult to see somebody all the way on the Washington side if you're on the Oregon side. So oh, boy, if yeah. you're going with a group of people, it's great, again, to be high-vis, um, not separate e- each other too far apart, and uh, really just enjoy the ride. I've had people who haven't had the best success standing up, be able to paddle the entire run on their knees on the Oregon side, just climbing that eddy line once again. Um, so there are ways to, you know, 
bail if things aren't going right for you. That's that's a good point you make. And, you know, when you do get off the shore, you've got, a, you know, a very major highway there where, you know, not, not like anything's going to happen, but it, it is, it's remote. It's very, very remote in one way, but in another way, it's pretty easy to get up. Like you say, get up on shore if you were in, to get in any trouble. Absolutely. I can't even tell you how many people I've seen hitchhiking, whether their windsurfer breaks down, their kite line snap, you know, they break a paddle or lose a fin, stand up paddle boarding. It's, it's, you know, a funny sight to see somebody soaking wet in their wet, wet oh, on the bank of the <laughs> road with their thumb out. But it's, it's, a, it's not a rare scene, that's for sure. That's a great point. Yeah, it doesn't have to, yeah, equipment failure, who knows what, you know, that's great. Okay, good, good to know. Hey, so uh, I know one thing I wanted to, um, whether, you know, we're, so it's open to all different types of people, different ability levels. And I know we're always supposed to paddle with someone, but you know, with this run, I, it really is kind of another essential thing. You really want to be paddling with at least someone else on this and, and staying together. You know, that's a really good point. Um, to know that there's somebody out there that's got your back is huge in any sport, whether you're doing a whitewater run on the river, whether you're out mountain biking, you're up on the hill skiing. It's just good to know that there's somebody watching over you. Um, when I take a group of people out, I try to bring you know, some extra things just in case the worst case scenario presents itself. For instance, a click in fin. Um, if they snap their fin off, I can easily just click one right back in. I encourage people to wear, you know, booties, at, at the least some water shoes in the case that they are walking up the bank. The bank is full of, you know, sharp rock and blackberry bushes. You want to be prepared to be able to walk. Um, but you know, all in all, when things go smooth, you're out in the middle of the water, and the second that you hit the water at Viento, pull out at Hood River, you're just in a different mood. You're you're jazzed. You're excited. You're ready to go down to Freen Family Brewing for a beer. Oh, nice. That's for sure. <laughs> the uh, tell me about you know you've painted a real good picture about that Viento run, and uh, I, I know when I did it on a nuke and day gosh it's like you learn a year's worth of downwinding in one run because it's so strong so consistent i mean that river almost talks to you it's like you know just just trust me you know i'm going to teach you downwinding here by the end of that run you're just like wow i just learned a whole bunch about downwinding it's it's just an incredible feeling but you know what it's incredible it's i call it god's country down there I mean, mountains, desert, alpine, snow, sturgeon that, you know, the biggest sturgeon was 20 foot long, 1,900 pounds. I mean, it is magic. It's God's country down there. Talk about that scenery and the things you're going through this gorge, you know, when you're on that run. Oh, you know, you look around and you see huge evergreen trees. Uh, you see Mount Hood, snow-capped mountain in the middle of the summer. You know, you, like you were mentioning, you see sturgeon, you see Chinook salmon, spring salmon. It's just it's amazing the wildlife that that will encounter you or or you encounter uh, bald eagles um, when you pass the island the wells island on the way into the event site you know there's bald eagle nests up there i've even seen deer on that island it's it's just quite quite an amazing place um, in the summer months here it gets a little bit crowded and july and august but the second you get on the water the columbia river is so huge everything spreads out 
you know, you can really find your place. You can find your peace on the water for sure. That's great. It, it, and it's, it's a magic place, too. It's a mystical place. Wherever you go, whatever shops or stores or, or places you go, Swell City, you know, you just hang out and you see all these people in their vans. And, or, or down in Stevenson, you see all the, you know, there's a park with no one in it. And then in seconds, all of these kiteboarders, just, you know, kiteboarders or, or uh, uh, kite surfers, they're just like out of nowhere. The, the parking lot's full because they've all been waiting for the wind report. Uh, you know, there's a guy called Slingshot Bob. He used to be there on the Bonneville Dam. Um, he, for a fee, would would take this massive slingshot and shoot your your line and your you know your lead line and your bait out to the middle of the Columbia River, so you had a better chance of catching one of these huge sturgeon. And when you did get a sturgeon, you would walk down in the water and take your belt off and wrap your belt around this you know 15 foot long fish so you could get a picture and then you let him go i mean it's just so mystical but what what's what's some of the mystical stuff you've seen there and just a just it's everywhere you look it's just incredible you know i can say the cool coolest visual is really the sails and the windsurf sails the kayaks in the sky when you come bombing through the hatchery it's just amazing to look around and see all like like I was saying before, all the smiles on people's faces. You know, everyone comes here to enjoy the water, enjoy the wind. And I would say, like one of the mystical, you know, one of the things that stands out is the color in the midsummer months of all of the sails, the windsurf sails, and the kites in the sky. You come bombing down through the hatchery. That it's just a sight to be seen for sure. Oh man, excellent! That is excellent. I, I just love it. it. It is magic down there. Uh, I, you know, some nuts and bolts on this run. Uh, big wins. I mean, that's your first stop. You want to head, and I'm not just trying to plug these guys. Uh, you guys have such a great following here in Seattle. We love you in Seattle. But uh, I, I know when you when I get down to Hood River, I'm like, I'm there. I'm I Get in there, get down to big wins, and ask for TJ or, or anybody else down there, and they will just give you, you know, a big smile and a real warm welcome and a real lay of the land. You really feel like you're a local. You know, you're really treated as a local. This is where to go. This is where you go to eat. That's our event site down there. I mean, so they, it's just, that's the first place you want to be. And I, and I mean that. I'm not just trying to throw a plug for these guys. Uh, and that goes for the, the Viento run here, too. You definitely want to head into Big Winds. Go there, check in with them, get down to the event site where they have parking, and take that shuttle. The shuttle is such a great deal because you're meeting other paddlers, and you can you know you can hook up with some paddlers there and, and paddle together. If you don't have someone to go with, there's a good chance on that shuttle that you might be able to find someone to take a run with, and you'll meet them in the the event site there at Big Winds. But uh, talk about that shuttle. That's you guys are just a real good clearinghouse for you teach the the Viento run. I mean, you, all of this. Go ahead. Yeah, you know the downwind shuttle was something that we conceived a couple of years ago, two summers ago. Uh, we got a twelve passenger van. We've got a trailer that hauls twelve boards plus a couple on top of the van, um, so we can take a, a group of people in the summer months. It usually fills up especially when you know it's going to be windy. And for $12, it's about the best bang for the buck you can get. So you can park right there at the event site, you load up your board, or you rent a board from us, load it up onto our trailer, we get you up to Viento like 15 minutes later, you're on the water, and then all of a sudden it's just, it, it's just the best roller coaster ride, best $12 one could spend, you know, knowing that they're going straight to their car at the takeout. 
Um, the shuttle started gaining some momentum for us two years ago, and then it really caught on last year. So not only were we doing scheduled runs at 1 o'clock in the a.m. or in the p.m., but we started adding runs. Um, we had to all of a sudden start adding an 11 o'clock a.m. shuttle run, a 3 o'clock p.m. shuttle run. Um, we'll certainly run the shuttle if there's a, a four or bigger group, and that's almost anticipated daily when it's windy here in the summer. The shuttle is something that's taken off, and we're catering to not only stand-up paddle boarders, but some kiters want to get dropped off up there too. Oh, that's great. Excellent. Hey, TJ, so I got it. I, You know, I'm partly to blame here. Got it. Got to get down there. We got it. You know, you've sold me. Tell me about everything else there now, the beer, the food, the the waterfalls, the, you know, there's, there's so much to do there. I mean, doggone it. I saw JFK's rosary beads in Stevenson, Washington at the museum that's there. I mean, I saw fish weirs the size of a Ferris wheel. I mean, a hundred foot tall Ferris wheel that would just scoop salmon out of the river, you know, a hundred years ago. I mean, it is insane. The, all the things there, Beacon Rock, Rooster Rock, talk, talk about all the great things you can do down there. Yeah. You know, the wind is certainly the thing that draws a lot of people here in the summer months. So windsurfing, kiteboarding, stand-up paddleboarding. Um, on the non-wind days though, there's so many other options for recreation. You know, we've got great hikes around here, like you were saying, waterfalls to go check out. Um, you can get up to the mountain. You know, people ski and snowboard even in the summer months out here up on Mount Hood. The mountain biking is world-class out here. I moved out here for the whitewater. Um, I turned kayaker to stand-up paddleboarder on the whitewater out here, which is a blast when it's, you know, 100-plus degrees outside. One of the best ways to cool off is to go down the Hood River or down the White Salmon. It's just it's amazing. Um, people come out here for the motocross. People come out here for the four-wheel driving. People come out here for the fishing. They, the one thing that we don't have here are ocean waves, but we've got swell that is significant enough to give the same feel. Whether you're downwind paddleboarding, uh, whether you're kiteboarding or windsurfing, you know, paddleboarding on a uh, on a standing wave on the river, um, it's pretty amazing. And I have to add that we are only three hours away from the coast. So to get true ocean waves, it's a quick road trip to the Oregon coast. And stand-up surfing on the waves on the Oregon coast has become a passion of mine as well. That's great. And not to beat a dead horse on this place, but doggone, it's just funny how you can drive 30 minutes away and you're in the middle of the desert, incredible desert down there too. Yeah, you know, we're kind of like, the river sits kind of as a juxtaposition between the, you know, deciduous rainforest and the desert. Um, just five miles away from us east of here, Mosier, it gets a lot more sunlight than we do in the, you know, doldrums of the winter. But at the same time, it gets really dry out there. And uh, the dryness of the desert, you know, is part of what drives the wind here. Um, in the summer months, it's basically a funnel of wind from the Pacific Ocean to the Oregon desert. And as the hot air is rising in the early morning, the cool air is sucking through the gorge. And that's what gives us these gradients that allow us to do what we love out here. Um, there are a couple of runs that we've tapped into in the spring and the fall months. Sometimes when it's not windy enough here or if it's windy and rainy here, all you got to do is look 20, 40 minutes east. 
and you might find something that's like in the bluebird sky, sun sky. Um, we did a run from the Blaylock Canyon to Arlington, Oregon, a couple of falls ago, and it probably stands in my mind as one of the best downwind runs I've ever done here in the gorge. It's when it was raining here in Hood River. You know, the rainbows were shining here. It was windy, but it was, you know, soaking wet outside. And we took a crew of people just about an hour east of here to Arlington. And there's a run that is so amazing if you catch it right. It's about 10 miles, so slightly longer than the Viento run. But the access is insane. The way that you put into the river, paddling down a canal, through a man-made tunnel, underneath the railroad tracks, and then right out into the gut of the Columbia River. And if you catch it right, from Blaylock all the way to Arlington is another run that you've got to put on your bucket list. If you know, you're know you finding the Viento run to be fun and challenging and you catch the Blaylock to Arlington run on the right day, I mean, you're going to have the time of your life out there. Boy, there you go, sharing you guys' secrets with everybody. And that's what I love about you guys. Thank you. Boy, i got to try that. I, I can't wait to go through that tunnel. Oh, man, it's amazing. I mean, you literally go from zero wind to looking out the tube of this tunnel and just seeing rainbows of spray on the river. Oh, and boy. And just thinking, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I'm about to step foot into that. <laughs> you literally bank the corner, and it's game on. Oh, my God, that is great. <laughs> TJ, thank you so much. Can you can you tell us uh, all the info there? Give us your address, your, your phone numbers, all of that, website, all of that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so Big Ones is here in the heart of Hood River, and our address is 207 Front Street, Hood River, Oregon, 97031. That's our retail shop. We've got a demo center on the banks of the Columbia River. In, in the summer months, it runs from basically May to September from Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day weekend. Um, that's the big win, the Bent Site Center. And last year, we built it up to host some 80 to 100-plus stand-up paddle boards there. So on almost any given day in the summer months, you're guaranteed to be able to find a good board down there. Um, we rent and we demo boards. Um, the downwind boards, you know, they're top-notch. Everything from the SIC bullets, the 12-6s and the 14-foot B2, to the starboard all-stars. We've got the Nash Malikos and Javelins, you know, the uh, Onsen board, the TRX, another great downwind board, the Imagine Connectors, um, the Blackfish boards that we've got now from Infinity. Uh, we've got quite a selection of downwind boards here at the shop. Um, not to mention the Bark 14-foot downwind board. You know, there's so many boards out there. And again, I realize that not everybody has the downwind-specific board in their quiver, but we can accommodate that. Rentals are very inexpensive. Shuttles are very inexpensive. Our clinics that we provide in the summer months, um, our prep classes that we provide, it's definitely worth checking out. So if you can go to bigwinds.com and check out our lessons and rentals program, you'll be able to see all of our rates for all the services we provide there. I took your race to the podium class last year, and uh, it was so good being with you and Steve and everybody. 
and uh, boy, you guys were videotaping us. We had a, you know, you had a local, you guys really tapped your great local people there. We had an incredible girl that uh, did yoga with us, you know, getting us ready for that paddle session with you guys. I mean, I mean, man, when you're headed down to that event site, they call it the event site and, you know, it's right on the water. Yeah, I mean, you're already so stoked you're about ready to have a heart attack, and you just say, man, can it get any better? And you're down at the event site there, and you walk into the Big Winds uh, area there. You know, it's a big outdoor, indoor area. You've got incredible food places just next to these guys. Like, you know, it's like you're in Hawaii or Puerto Rico or something. Incredible food, music, jamming, you know, just really loving great people everywhere. Uh, you just Life just cannot get any better. But uh, well, anyway, I gotta say, yeah. it really is. It's a privilege to be here in Hood River to be able to work with a company like Big Winds. Uh, the colleagues that I work with here, they're all watermen. They're all enthusiasts of the same thing that everyone's driven here for. Um, you know, whether it be the wind, the dirt, the white water, Hood River is just an amazing place. You know, if you ever find yourself bored here any time of the year, it's your own fault because there's always something to do. That's great. Well, TJ, we're going to let you go, man. I cannot wait to uh, see you back down there soon. And I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it's been to have you on. Just thank you so much for your time. Daryl, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you back down here. Thank you so much. Take care, TJ. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was TJ Galizia of Big Winds. So super stoked to talk with him. And that is the same exact welcome that you're going to get when you get down there. Get down to Hood River. Get down there to Big Winds. As soon as you walk in, just a bunch of really, really great folks. And they're just going to treat you like a local, uh, point you around where to eat, where to get aboard, you know, what time to go out on the water, what gear you might need, uh, you know, specific to the run. But anyway, that's it. That is Stand Up Paddle the World Radio. And thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking with TJ and Big Winds there. And hope to see you again next week. Bye-bye.